Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny to Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 148. It's going to be great. Mm, I'm John, that's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. That is me. I try to come up with the funniest, cheesiest, shittiest open one-liners to rhyme it ha- name, uh, yeah, yeah. every single week. It always has to and rhyme. I'm killing it. Yeah, this is- But uh, killing it's bad. The show where we focus on the jokes first with bits of information, stuff from the news, uh, personal stories, sometimes interviews. And uh, there's a lot for us to talk about. I mean, we got together a few times. We're going so. to do all of that this week, yeah. minus the interviews. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, nobody, no time for that, that shit. But we got Tuttle's 10 also, where he sent us over something. And uh, what's up, Doc, that you have? I got a what's up, Doc. I'm going to slam jam in there a quick pizza's pick. Surprise, surprise. John didn't even know about that. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a good one. And then did you hear's at the end. Did you hear's as always and Tuttle's 10 as always. Yeah, so uh, I already said that one. You motherfucker. Well, I'm just reiterating. Uh, yeah, you know but, which Tuttle's 10 it is? No. No, no, no. Thank God one of us. See, you knew the show number. I know the Tuttle's 10. <laughs> um, but where where should we start here? Um, I, I kind of want to get this one out of the way. Well, actually, to start, because we ate some hot sauce before starting. So my tongue is a, was a little tingly yes. uh, before we started these, recording. These beers are, are lessening that as I drink them more. But, but I mean, if anybody, because I guess there's going to be uh, many rounds of this, but um, our friend Paul... And, and, you know, a roommate of Rocky's. Yes. Uh, he makes his homemade hot sauce, uh, mango habanero. This one we tried was mango habanero. I think he's probably going to make different variants if I know Paul because he's very creative in the kitchen. Yeah. So, but, uh, but this one, yeah, it was, a, it was a tongue tingler. It was good, though. I'm not a huge hot sauce fan Same. in general. And we both tried it, and neither one of us was, like, uh, turned off by it. Yeah, no. It was, uh, I mean, if people want... To try some of the homemade hot sauce, you know, get in touch with us and we'll connect them with Paul. Yeah, Half-Life Hot Sauce, I yeah. believe is what he's going to call it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, funny to informing at gmail.com or message us personally, however you got to do that. Get us but, on the Facebook group page, whatever. Yeah, and I know he does. he's not charging too much, but it's worth it. It's really good, too, um, if that's, you know, the sort of thing that you're into. Um, but let's, uh, let's start off by saying, um, you know, because one of the things that we did... Over the weekend, yeah, one, probably was, the biggest thing we did all week. Obviously, the most important thing I yeah, did all week for sure. We um we had a friend and a listener of the show, um, a really good friend, uh, pass away, and um I, and we just wanted to sh- you know send our love to him, his brother, yeah, um, the whole Taggart family, yeah, Glenn and Rob, um, you know, and everybody that was there. Uh, there was a nice little service that we were able to go to. Yeah, we just did that, so that's why it's definitely top of mind. And we wanted to touch on it right here at the top of the show. Yes, yeah, uh, celebration of life was you know for sure. Yeah, and um, it was a uh, sad and bittersweet, but also a happy thing in that everybody could come together and kind of celebrate that guy. And there was some good stories told. And then uh, after the service, uh, a handful, like 15 of us, went and hung out together and uh, had a couple drinks and just kind of told some stories about our hangouts with them and stuff. The the room was filled when, um, you know. It was know, definitely standing room only all in the back. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and you, obviously more people, had they been able to go, you know, given one circumstance or another, more yeah. people would have been there. Yeah. But then it would have been like crazy crowded. Yeah, there was no room um, at the venue we were at. Yeah. It was a very nice venue. I highly recommend it, the place. It, Woodlawn, Woodlawn Cemetery, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, 
which is this one was out in Claremont area. Gotha, I think, was the city it was in. Just like, yeah, G-O-T-H-A, Gotha. He, um, Not really familiar with that part of town. It was a, like, the with the amount of people that showed up, it was a good example of, um, you know, how Glenn lived his life and how he made everybody around him feel special. And uh, his love was just, you know, he, he never spread it too thin. He was given everybody, you know, the, the most loving. Just like his brother, man. I feel like that's a family thing, you know. I don't know their parents very well, but I feel like. With both of them being that way, their parents are probably, you know what I mean? They came from a loving home. Yeah. And their parents seem like real sweet people. It was real hard to see, you know, somebody's parents at their funeral. That's tough, you know? You're not supposed to, uh, you know, parents aren't supposed to bury their children. It's supposed to be the other way around. Yeah, and uh, the mother had a, an amazing poem. A poem, yeah. Everybody, just, she had everybody going for the tissues after she had finished reading that's, her. Uh, that's where I started crying was when, you know, the mo- mom gets up and talks about how he loved poetry and even sometimes if it was cheesy or not good poetry, they still both enjoyed poetry and she had this little poem. I don't know if he wrote it or she wrote it for him, but uh, yeah, and then recited it and it was uh, not a dry eye in the place for sure. Yeah. When, um, and when the 15 of us got together, you know, we, and thankfully, uh, thank you to Kavos for giving us shots, you know, giving us a round so yeah, that we could all toast. Around, so we could toast Glenn. We could sure. put, put a drink up in the air and, you know, and I, and I was saying it kind of all day and I just kind of want to reiterate so that it's on recording, but it's because it's honestly how I feel, but we all kind of have demons inside of us as people, or we have our deep, dark secrets or things that we regret doing, but Glenn- Skeletons in the closets. Mm-hmm, yeah. And Glenn was one of the most purest human beings I've ever met. He seemed like it to me as well. Uh, Nord, me, or John, I feel like knew this guy super well, but in the small amount of time we knew him, it's like you are drawn to him. You know what I mean? He's just one of those open type of people that like- you can just tell he's a genuine ass dude. Yeah, I don't think uh, you know he 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 had any really real regrets. I don't think. I mean, he seemed like he was as honest with himself and everybody around him. He as seemed he, like a happy guy. Exactly, and he was a, a fighter, a hard worker. You know, and I, uh, it, you know, it, it's best sad. damn fisherman in Florida. <laughs> Seriously, him and Louisiana probably probably claims that shit too. As, His brother might fight him on that one, but yeah, some some of the stories that people had of how you know I he, I didn't realize he was that good of a fisherman. I mean, because some people you know they love to right. do. I know he likes to do it. I didn't know he was that great at it, that he was out there out fishing everybody every time. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And um, I just think he was a, a perfect example of how life should be lived. And I mean, I hopefully, you know, there's enough of us that all really love him that we can, you know, make him live on through us. And uh, it, it, it does suck to see him go, but, um, yeah, you know. Yeah, cheers to Glenn on this one. Cheers, man. We love you. Rob, we love you. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we just wanted to uh, shout you guys out and, and make sure to let you guys know that you're you're in our thoughts. But anyways, uh, we we did also get together to uh, watch the Orlando City soccer game. Yeah, I know Orlando City played last week. It was their what? Uh, so quarter now they're in the semi. So quarterfinal match Ooh. at that point. There was eight teams or there was uh, sixteen teams left. Four games left at that point and they've uh they've narrowed it down everybody's played throughout the weekend and Orlando City won their match yeah i started i was drinking really heavily yes, we in were. the middle of the game because i don't i don't know like we started hard but the, we should start at the start probably of that night oh well because that was all one long okay, night okay because we went to visit a friend of ours yeah you met me at work i was working during the day so you just came to cavos chilled at the bar had a few i got off i had a drink at the bar and we took off quickly to go celebrate a friend of mine uh Friend of the show because he's he's really open welcomed us with open arms. He's given us the opportunity to go record there. Our friend Ben Benny Cologne he runs uh, the commission. 
the Commission Beer Chamber is the full title of the spot. That's awesome. And it's over in the Hourglass District, which is a fucking blossoming ass area of the town. And uh, we went to go celebrate him and kind of support. And our buddy DJ Digi was there too. So. Yeah, he was uh, spinning beats and On the, uh, the threes and fours. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, it sounded great inside. And I mean, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of cool art and kind of vintage things like you yes. know old stereos mm-hmm. that, that that were serving as tabletops or as like uh, armchair rests. Absolutely, and uh, like decoration and yeah. stuff. A lot of that stuff is working stuff though, and you could use it if you want to. See, that is awesome. And he had like a VHS player that yeah, was playing, playing like VHS. Is it's all like eighties, nineties themed and. Uh, it's the commission because it's like a New York. He's like a New York '90s classic hip hop head. Ah. He's from New York, so yeah. He had that nice little back room with like the couch along the wall. Yeah, that's called Grandma's basement because there's ah. no windows and stuff. It's got the old lady couch wrapping around the wall and then a TV on the wall, and there's no windows in there. That's real cool. That's where I told John we'll come over there and record a show. When I was in at, that little cool spot. <laughs> when I was growing up in Philly, I had a basement ex- exactly like that. You had a couch, you? a TV. You had a basement. Yeah, hell yeah, motherfucker. It was, it was pretty much with the exact same concept. So that's a, a fair name. Grandma's basement. I like that. That's a. But I mean, yeah. Because so I guess when we went there it was the very first day they had. Yeah, it was his first day open on Friday, the same yeah. day Orlando played. It was it was running smooth, and I mean, I feel like uh, people were kind of going in and out. You yeah, know? he had a special can release. He didn't have a lot. He wasn't like on the taps. It was all to go style. People weren't really supposed to be hanging out. I don't know. I'm not sure, but people weren't really hanging out. But they were buying cans and six packs and stuff to go. And then I think we're just kind of maybe opening a beer and toasting with him there and hanging out while Digi, you know, played some music and stuff. Yeah, and some samples. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, sampling. Um, yeah. and then he had uh, yeah, some special. I forget what the brewery was, but he uh, he, had, excuse me, uh, as I burp my beer, <laughs> as I talk about <laughs> beer, my beer came up on me. But I uh, thought you were about to throw up or something. No, no, no. I just it was either that or I was going to be like Bleh, your, all on the mic. Your eyebrows got low. You did like a head cock, and you were like because I was just trying to power through it. But then I fit, literally, you know how it'll be like gloop gloop gloop, and it'll yeah. like bu- like a aquarium bubble in your throat. It came all the way up, and I was like, I got to turn uh, away. I know so, all too well. But yeah, he was he had that uh, can release going on, so we were sampling some of that stuff. That was good. No, really gonna, good beers, and we definitely are going to take him up on the offer to record out there eventually. And we'll be back when when we're able to for sure. Just hanging out, you know. Per, uh, just on our personal time too yeah it's up uh, i told you i was gonna sneak in a pizza's pick that's it pizza's pick the commission beer chamber that's perfect yeah that's amazing uh yeah and i would recommend to go there myself so it's pizza's pick and it's mine as well it's on curry ford in the hourglass district yeah and um uh, did and oh i was about to say did you did hear, you hear? No, we're well, we'll get started. to those that's no. fine whoop, whoop, whoop. let's but, slow it down yeah there was a there was a hurricane that was coming through Supposedly. I didn't hear that. I heard there was a hurricane coming though. Well, and I'm like kind of doing. We've done oh, this God. for three years now, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to blow by it. That's fine. Ah, I like what you did there. Oh, hair. Blow by. <laughs> blow dry. Like that hair. Like that hurricane just did to us. Hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yes. Yeah. The uh, yeah, but tropical storm or hurricane, whatever. It, hurricane. Hurricane. It's gonna bother me. I'm gonna sit there in the mirror for the for hours tomorrow. Hurricane. And just practice. Ain't nothing but a little bit of wind and rain. <laughs> When it rain. <laughs> uh, no, it was, what was the name of this sucker? Isaias. Isaias. Yes. Uh, and I, what is that, by the way? That is that literally a Spanish name? I've never heard that ever in my life. No. I, I know a lot think. of Spanish names. Heard a lot of Spanish names. Mm. Know a lot of Spanish named people. This one is too out of the way. 
You're really trying. You're trying really hard to get. To, I have to look up the. I don't know. I have to look up when the backpack was invented on that name. Yeah, Isaias. Right. Is that real? How did? Where did that start? Thank I mean, my you, name's right? my name is Isaias, and <laughs> and I'm here to fuck that up. I'm unique because that's my name. <laughs> but I might fail at it because I might blow bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Isaias, and I'm here to blow. It's it, but it, this welcome says the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah, this hurricane kind. Of is going next to us and uh and it kind of i believe made landfall around the carolinas like as this is out or as we're doing this um because i know they're getting a warning out there that that's yep like, they're under hurricane warning yeah but the storm so I it's think above is, a tropical storm the storm's been dying down though i think right because it, it I don't know. it's been <laughs> i think it's been digressing a little bit um but we didn't really see too much of it everybody was nope. telling us to get ready yep. here in florida we had a really weird sky the other night it was bright red no, that was the worst of it, pretty much. Right, I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, that's, yeah. And maybe that's long, terrible. We had a red sky. Guys. If you live like along the coast, you probably got a little bit of yeah, wind. A little bit of wind and rain. That's uh, hurricane. For, I mean, and there's that joke for Floridians that that's exciting for them. It's, it's three o'clock somewhere yeah. in Florida, <laughs> yeah. or whatever the fucking meme was. And now I bet you whatever that famous meme guy Rocky put out to the world. I bet you half of Florida is disappointed that nothing happened. I mean, because some people really love to see. I mean, not the I, destruction part. I saw people on Facebook being like, oh, I went to the beach. I saw people posting videos, like looking at the, the you know, they didn't swim, but they're looking at the, the rough water and stuff from Jeez. the beach. See, that's... Something cool to look at, I guess, from a distance. I don't know. It doesn't seem worth it to me, because then if it is bad, or if it actually does start to like, like, let's just say it took a turn and it wanted to go straight through the middle of Florida right. instead of up the coast, uh-huh. then what? I mean, well, then are we going to be glad that we got it? I don't know. It just seems like one of those <laughs> no, things. No, I know. You're talking about with the being disappointed and that it wasn't bigger? Well, for sure. Yeah, don't wish more. Right? So Who much, the fuck are you? So we have so many you shit I talkers. I blame you guys for Katrina. <laughs> Florida. You're begging for more. Louisiana with your fucking voodoo spells. Just kidding. They didn't deserve that. We stay taunting the, you know, these sort of things, and then when they do happen, we're surprised about it. Yeah, mm, right? I don't know. Um, should if there's not a Facebook event for me to go shoot at it with a gun, I'm not down. It's not real. Oh, I was I was on board with the uh, that's the new litmus. Put test. the fans by the coast. Yeah, and blow it back. Yeah, blow it away. <laughs> I know Isaias came to blow us, but let's blow her. <laughs> yeah, should we? Um, uh, oh, oh. So we got to oh, oh, we're changing directions here a little bit. No, that's fine. Uh, but Orlando City won their match. It was an amazing night that night. That was crazy. John and I got drunk. Um, who are they playing next? Do we know? Yes, I I have some I have some facts and figures on it too. Real uh, oh, they're playing Minnesota. Minnesota, who is coached by our old coach Adrian Heath Inchi, as they call him, and I forget why they call him. That's a weird name. But um, so okay, your final four teams are, and going into the match, uh, going into the weekend before some of uh, all the before all the matches were played, Philadelphia Union had the best chance they by odds makers at winning the tournament. Like. 27% chance. I feel like most people like or soccer fans know that because Philadelphia Union are, are, are the clear good? favorites are to me. Well, they're the you, clear favorites to me. You're a hometown guy, bro. That's why you, they're your favorites to you. I don't know shit about Philadelphia, oh, okay. honestly. Nope. No, I changed my mind. Orlando City's the best team I've ever seen in, the, in this year. 
Oh, no, it, Philadelphia Union genuinely looks like the best yeah, in Orlando City. Obviously, I'm my saying favorite. I don't know anything about it no. right now, but I'm just saying I feel like because you're a hometown guy. So no, like, yeah, okay. No, that's like it's, it sounds like I haven't act, seen a lot of their shit. That's like on good research that they well, sh- they should have the best probability. Okay, well, they, I mean, I'm not going to disagree because that's what the numbers state here, and these are odds makers. They watch all this shit, um, but not uh, just because I'm from there. But okay, but yeah, but I mean, numbers would prove you right because they still, even with four teams left in the tournament, we now have uh, Portland, Orlando City, Minnesota. And Philadelphia left in the tournament. Philadelphia is now uh, still the highest rated at 31% chance of winning it all, followed by Minnesota at 27%, who we play Thursday night, the 6th at, I think, 8 o'clock. Um, and we are rated third at 21%, tied with Portland at 21%. See, I don't know anything. Of, I, I know, was it Portland Timbers? I know they're the okay. They've, yeah, they have a history. They have some championships under their belt. I don't know anything about I don't know how about, they have the last couple years. I know nothing about Minnesota. Um, and Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, are uh, they're good, eh? Uh, Especially in the cold. I hear it's their stars and their players that their coach is not so hot because he couldn't do shit with us, and he was not. He was a giant, kind of a big disappointment for us for a couple years before he left. Mm, and but, I, I'm just glad Miami and... Uh, their last game, they won 4-1, to one, so they can put up some goals. Oh, Okay. We beat LA though. It took a, it took us to penalty kicks to win it by one fucking penalty kick at the end. Nani making his fucking paycheck I'm as just, the captain. I'm just glad Miami and Atlanta are out. Yeah, I, fuck both. Those of them. are the only teams I did not want to see do well. Fuck and, MIA. Fuck ATL. Yeah, and especially because Miami's brand new and they don't deserve it yet. So got to earn it. So but, annoying. Um, okay, so now should we get to the Tuttle's ten? Let's get into Tuttle's okay, ten. Okay, let's. Uh, we, a hearty disclaimer ahead of this. He sent us a little bit of a warning, I guess, before we um, were to play it or listen back. He was like, "I'm telling you right now, this one's going to be a little bit more brutal than usual." Um, yeah. So it's going to piss people off. Uh, trigger warning. Yes, I mean... Let me just put this in there now. And we're kind of just passing that message along, like... You can skip through. Greetings and words. Is that how he starts it? <laughs> oh no, I don't know. <laughs> fucking offensive guy talking. You never know. I, I, seriously, if you have sensitive ears, I would just recommend fast forwarding. I guess to the maybe the second segment entirely and just skip the rest of the yeah. first bit. Because but Tuttle's segment's always interesting. So and you know as we hear things we want to interject on, we'll come in. You've been warned now. I mean, and or take it with a grain of salt, or do what you got to do. Uh, but all right, now we pass it over to Tuttle's ten for probably one of his most brutal ones about serial killers. Tuttle's thoughts and opinions do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of Funny to Informing, its hosts, guests, sponsors, or affiliates. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's ten minutes with Tuttle. Greetings and welcome to another edition of Tuttle's 10 on Funny to Informing. Thanks to the guys, John and Chris, for having me on once again. They gave me a pretty good topic that I could be able to sink my teeth into, which is serial killers. Now, I've always been fascinated with serial killers I do feel like some people are just evil. I think some people just have mental disorders. And I think people are just missing that part of their brain that just tells them that killing is not wrong. That they can go out and do this. Now, I'm a big believer in evolution. A lot of people think of humans as, hey, we're not animals. But when you break it down, that's all we are as humans. We are a part of the animal kingdom. And for some reason, over the evolution, as our brain has gotten bigger, we've gotten morals. 
religion. Religion tells us not to kill, even though religion, most wars, most death has happened over religious wars. So so it might not be religion. Maybe it just was like, hey, we know what's going on. It's wrong to just kill other humans because it's just wrong. We would not want that done to us. We can eat other things, but there's other things in the animal kingdom that kill for fun all the time. And if you've never heard of the phrase, it's called surplus killing. They have many, many studies in the animal kingdom where animals have just killed for fun. Maybe they'll eat a few of them, but like say out of 20 caribou, I read about there was a pack of wolves. They ended up killing all 20 of the caribou and they only ate one of them they only ate that one it just seems like they were killing for fun and wolves they're not the only predators they're not the only other animals in the animal kingdom that do it weasels kill for fun honey badgers jaguars orcas foxes leopards lions hyenas brown bears black bears grizzlies they all kill for fun now how do we know that that like is completely true i mean well he the, did cite the one reference on the wolves well that's but what then I'm he saying. just went on this whole tangent of animals i thought he maybe he was just reading a list from the internet could it not be that animals.com could it not be that some sometimes when they kill something if they kill a second thing that they're full or they get full a little you know yeah. and then they just are done with it and move on because animals will they are known to just overeat they'll eat as much food as they have that generally was a, that was a long list of animals and like weasels like they seem kind of cute well, yeah no but you're right about that john i will agree with them wholeheartedly on grizzly have you seen Grizzly Man? You've seen Grizzly Man. Oh, yeah, that documentary. Dude, yeah. that big-ass bear was bothered for years by that weird guy. He enjoyed that mall. <laughs> I know, yeah. And it's like slow. You can hear the happiness in the man's skull crunching. Yeah, I, I, I just Trigger didn't know one. how true that was. Uh, all right, let's uh, turn it back to him. How are we any different from those people? Like I said before, I believe in evolution. We came from them. Why are we better than them? Because we evolved. Our brain is smarter. We made things. We made cars. We can fly now. We can cure diseases. Does that make us holier than them? We're just like them because we're in the animal kingdom. Now, don't get it twisted. I don't support serial killers. Hell no. Because we have compassion for other people. We have family, loved ones, and we don't want to see anything happen to them. And there's been so many of these famous serial killers. If you're a guy and you have three names like John Wayne Gacy... Or the guy that I'm going to talk to, I think his name's John Ray Parker. Yeah, don't trust anybody with three names. It's never going to be a good sign for you. Reminds me of uh, that famous Gilbert Godfrey bit uh, called Death to the Two-Named Boy, where he just like, it sets up this entire scenario of coming across all these celebrities with three names, and he just goes on this whole tangent <laughs> in, in this story. It's really good. But uh, he's, the title's not wrong. Jerry Lee Lewis, famous weirdo, married his cousins. Neil Patrick Harris, we await the bad news. <laughs> yeah, three names does seem more likely, but is it maybe that the middle name, like once they get infamy, do they maybe just apply the middle name after the fact? That's or is a that good question? Or, maybe like, yeah. Who knows if they like, went does, by that their whole life? Right? right? Does everybody sit there and say you know John Wayne Gacy or right? Is it maybe John he Gacy? just went by John or Wayne or 
any fucking name. Right, exactly. Ricky, Rocky. I think sometimes the middle name gets applied after the infamy. But could it could let's uh, let's turn it back to him. Now, growing up here in the state of Florida, everybody knew Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was the man. And I, I'm not like propping him up, but he kind of was a ladies man. He was smart. The dude used to do stuff like make he would he would ask for help while wearing a cast just to, you know, let the women's guard down. But back in the 60s, 70s, late 80s, people didn't see the real evil because they didn't have the 24-hour news cycle and they didn't get to see all the evil things that happen in the world nowadays. Now everybody is way more suspicious. They don't take things for granted. Hell, another great Florida serial killer, Eileen Wernos. And that just shows you how horny men were back in the day, in the 90s. That they would pick up this ugly bitch. Come on. I, I don't like to be sexist or judge people. But I'm telling you right now. I'm not picking up fucking Eileen Wuornos. Even if I was the horniest motherfucker in the world. But Eileen. It just shows you how guys dicks get in the way. You let your guard down. And then this ugly fucked up white trash whore. Eileen Warner's blows your brains out right before you're about to have sex with her. Ah, uh, yes. Shout out to the classic rock biography song detailing her life. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> oh, I, I do feel that romance, though, is involved a lot with uh, serial killers. Or, well, it's like, a crime of passion, right? Yeah. It's murder itself, usually. I mean, sometimes it's just the pure sexual pleasure, uh, you know, part of it, but then sometimes it's emotional. Sounds where, like, like you're coming from experience. Oh, no, no. <laughs> sometimes it's just pure pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I only shop at Publix where shopping is a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I kill myself to go there. <laughs> no, but like, uh, like Ted Bundy is like, you know, he's like real sweet. Suave. Like he was on a game you show. Mean Ted Joe Bundy. Uh, yeah, Ted. three names, killer. <laughs> Ted the Theodore Bundy. <laughs> oh, Ted King Kong Bundy. Give him like a ring name. He killed in the ring. <laughs> Literally, Jeffrey the Human Slayer Dahmer. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. That is horrible. But I mean, I feel like like because Bundy won a game show where he was matched up with yeah, somebody. I think it was the dating game or right? something like so it. So he right? was so good with women. Oh, that, he was so charismatic. Exactly. And like, it, it's easy to fall for, I guess. But he it, could slay me any yeah, day. Jeffrey Dahmer was doing the same thing. He was like picking up other men and, you know, taking oh, them yeah. home and taking He was like trolling like uh, classified ads, I believe. Yeah. And uh, he had a thing for like younger black men. Eileen, same thing. It seems like it's always about like that romantic, like that's the way they get you. So if anybody's being like romantic or everything, if, yeah. or if your relationship seems to be moving too quickly be on alert i feel like with eileen warnos that uh, fell off of passionate real quick though and i got some i got some there's a little teaser on on my segment coming up after this one. Ooh, okay but let's get back to tuttles it's super interesting and i, I know it's going to get deeper now everybody likes to go with the classics everybody likes to go for a ted bundy or jeffrey dahmer as their favorite serial killer now mine it's just it's creepy it's eerie but david Parker Ray, another three-name guy. David Parker Ray never was convicted of murder because this guy was on top of his game, but they called him the toy box killer. Now, he would kidnap people, and the creepiest thing about this, he would kidnap women, him and his chick, 
in the backwoods, they would kidnap them. Now, they took this old semi-trailer, turned it into a torture room, a dungeon room, and they would kidnap the youngest women that they could find and make them sex slaves. And the creepiest thing about it, he did this so many times, he didn't want to have to give this speech. He recorded himself explaining what's going to happen to these people that he held captive. And I've got the audio. The The authorities have never released the real audio of David Parker Ray explaining what's going to happen to these women. They, they released the transcripts, but people have voiced them. And this is the best one. This is what I would think David Parker Ray would sound like. Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? Now, this is not somebody just making up what they think David Parker Ray was saying. This is the actual transcripts that authorities released. I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You are disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while, at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you, in detail, why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993. And just to let you know, David Parker Ray was not caught until early 2000. As a general advisory tape for future female captives. You were obviously here against your will. Totally helpless. Don't know where you're at. Don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared. Or very pissed off. You probably think you're going to be raped, and you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is in what you've got between your legs. You'll be raped, thoroughly and repeatedly, in every hole you've got. Because, basically, you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Sound kind of far out? Uh, I suppose it is to the uninitiated, but we do it all the time. I'm sorry, this is about the time. If I was in that situation, I would be freaking the fuck out. It's going to take a lot of adjustment on your part, and you're not going to like it a fucking bit. Sometimes I like to put on a little show that you won't like at all. You'll be taken into the living room and put on the floor on your hands and knees, naked. All right, Chris, John. I don't know what type of show you guys do. Just giving you a heads up. I completely understand if you want to take this part out of your podcast. It's kind of fucked up. It really is. It's hardcore. So do whatever you want with it. I'm just trying to show you how fucked up serial killers are. Your wrists, ankles, knees, and hips will be strapped to a metal frame to hold your body in that position. The frame is designed for doggy fucking, your ass up in the air, sex organs exposed, your tits hanging down on each side of a metal support bar, knees spread about 12 inches, positioned similar to that of a bitch dog in heat. 
Guys, I'm just letting you know this is real verified transcripts. They've never let they've never actually released the real audio. This is a guy that took the transcripts, read it, so people would be able to hear it. But this is real. This is not like a Hollywood movie script horror stuff. This is real fucking life. Right in the middle of the floor so we can sit on the couch and in chairs and watch. I'm going to rub canine breeders musk on your back, the back of your neck, and on your sex organs. Now I have three dogs. All of them's male, because I don't need any fucking pups. One of them is a very large German Shepherd that is always horny, and he loves it when I bring him in the house to fuck a woman. After I let him in the house, He'll sniff around you a little bit, and within a minute, he'll be mounting you. There's about a 50-50 chance which hole he'll get his penis into, but it doesn't seem to bother him whether it's the pussy or the asshole. Okay, I don't have first-hand knowledge of this, but we raised hunting dogs. My dad was into raising fox hunting and deer hunting dogs, and we bred them all the time, and if you don't know... A dog gets this knot on the end of his dick when they're having sex and dogs get attached to each other and and sometimes they can't get separated for a couple of minutes. Just giving you a precursor of what's about to be said. His penis is pretty thin. It goes in easy, but it's about 10 inches long and when he gets completely excited, it gets a hell of a knot right in the middle of it. Now, I've had slaves tell me that it feels like they got a baseball inside of them. It doesn't take long. He's going to hump you real fast for about three or four minutes. While he's doing it, he'll wrap his front legs around your chest to hold himself in position. And in the process, he'll probably scratch your tits up a little bit with his claws. All right, I'm not trying to shock jock. But scratched up titties from dog claws, kind of hot. What the fuck? What is going on? What is this record? What did Tuttle? What did Tuttle just say? What is this recording? What is going on? This is brutal. Well, I will say I am trying to shock Jock and uh, quote scratched up dog claw tits. A memoir on radio internship by Tuttle Parker Ray has a really nice ring to it for your book, Tuds. Oh, this is rough. Scratched this? up dog rough. claw tits. My God, re- is it rough? And I mean, Tuttle, he go, he <laughs> Tuttle gets a little weirder and weirder every That's time. Insensitive. And this is, he, I, yeah, I can't take this with a straight face. That's why I'm making jokes because it's horrible. Oh my, I, I don't know, I, I just don't, cannot believe what I'm hearing. I've never heard of uh, David Parker Ray. David Parker Ray, yeah, I know. I've never heard of this guy before in my life. Me neither. I not, I'm not, I was not aware of the Toy Box Killer. These, it was th- in the '90s too. It sounds this audio makes it sound like it was. Way old in the 60s. That is, recording is haunting. Oof, that well, is, oh. I hope if you were listening and you were, you know, easily offended uh, that you took his warnings. He warned you a couple times throughout that uh, as to there was very harsh things coming. So I hope you took that warning and heeded it if yeah. you needed it. And let it go on record. Tuttle thinks it's kind of hot that the, the dog scratching. Not myself. I just like it Not as me. a book title for Tuttle's life. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let him uh, wrap up here. After he gets through. He usually turns around and tries to pull out. Oh, he'll jerk a little, not much, mostly just steady pressure, and I've timed it. 
The knot will usually shrink up enough to come out of your pussy in about three minutes. If he's in your asshole, about five minutes. All right, John Parker Ray, enough of that. I think this might be the last Tuttle 10 I ever do. Maybe John and Chris have heard this audio. Maybe they knew who John Parker Ray is. I just wanted to give you an example. They say he killed up to 60 people. He never got convicted of it. La da 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 da. Serial killers are evil. Fuck them. But I just don't think us as humans should be like all high and mighty when the rest of the animal kingdom does it. I'm not even going to plug shit. I'm such a badass, you should be able to find out where my podcast is. See ya, John and Chris. Love ya. Bye. Thank you, Tuttle. That one was interesting, to say the least. See ya, Toy Box Tuttle. Uh, wait, yeah, okay, so it was... <laughs> I had not mixing, heard of that before. I like he, how... Oh, he did. He did kind of hop around on the name a couple times. It was like John and David Parker. Yeah, yeah we verified it. It's David... What is it? I David Parker it. Ray. Thank you. David Parker Ray. I didn't want to get it wrong. The yeah. toy box killer. He yeah. said John Parker Ray a couple times. I think he just confused it with John Hannon Ray. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's me. The toy box. The <laughs> podcast killer. Yeah. Um, but wow. that um, Of all of the ones that he's done for us so far. That was a deep one. Thanks for your last one ever, Tuttle. Holy your 13th God. installment. Lucky 13. You're, we don't Aren't pay. we lucky? <laughs> we we don't, got to hear that nightmare? We don't pay you, but you're fired. Right? Uh, I, I like how he was like, I don't know if you guys heard that one before. Yeah, Tuttle, I listened to that to go to sleep at night. No, yeah. <laughs> what I, the fuck, dude? I, no. It's the stuff of nightmares. Managed to go my whole life without hearing that. <laughs> right? Uh, Thanks for breaking my ear holes. No, I, I mean, uh, but we're going to send him another topic for next week. Yeah, you're, not. you're not fired yet, Tuds. No, that was uh, that was some interesting stuff. Uh, uh, and then some brutal stuff and some honest stuff. But holy shit. Um, should we hit the reset button, as I like to say? Yeah, we always need a break. We'll be right back for episode 148 of Funny to Inform You. Kentucky, Georgia, Florida, Bama, both the Carolinas, through my Cajuns in Louisiana. I hit the interstate in this bow tie. My fan base ain't too high. I'm almost to a million fans, still ain't gonna lose my eyesight. On real folks, I give real time, cause all I have is a real side. Y'all wave me down and I pull it over. I post some pics, baby, all the time. Cause you can't forget the people pushing, following for a reason. They inspire me to push myself, keep trucking and believing. I'm a beast and I know it, but I damn sure ain't gonna flaunt it. I do this for one reason. And it damn sure ain't a wrongin' Paul Paul was a cowboy I took over his traits I got a tattoo on my arm Just to take him with me places Ain't no fake off in my bloodline Got a short string on my trust line I got family all on the internet Got family off in these deep pines I smoke green, I sip shine I kick mud, spinning four tires Still apply to all of my fan mail Like Kevin Gates on Get Tired Like John Wayne, I protect mine When I hit the road, I got a 45 Got bullets off in my glove box With my lady love rocking by my side I'm the real deal with no deal out in Redneck Nation. Shout out to my brother Bobby. Thanks for pointing my direction. Thanks to Johnny for connections. Thanks to Jamie for the manage. RHEC in this building. I wreck shit like straight collisions. I think picking up this hobby was probably my best decision. I wish I could shake the hand of everybody giving listens. Me voicing my own opinions. These words are my straight intentions. I'm bettering all the feelings that people that really need it. I'm humble. I ain't conceited. I'm hearing my ass ain't leaving. Just rolling through all these counties but never a proof from Cheetah. What y'all think about that shit?
Shout out to Redneck Nation, Johnny Cashville, Roller, Crush Entertainment, Mudjug, Blackfly Music. EP comes out May. Check that shit out, brother. Welcome back to Funny 2 Informing, episode 148. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza, Heisenberg, Coleman. 148. Ain't it great? Mm. I, is it or is it not? We're about halfway through. We're a little over halfway through. That was a long first segment. Yeah, that's up to you. You decide if it's great or not. All right. You let us know. Yeah, we uh, came back to Wanted Dead or Alive, but like a remixed version of it. Yeah, featuring a remix by a guy named Ryan Upchurch, who I'd never heard of. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the guy featured on it. Rapping. That was pretty good, honestly. Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely caught us. We both we we both were listening to that, and we were like, uh, "This is not a remix. This is just the song." And then, you know, if you guys stuck around through it, you see about halfway through it fades into him rapping over the dead or live. Yeah, well, we and we saw it fitting because um, you know some of the stuff some that of the lines some of the like, lines what? are directly friends on the internet. Yeah, and we were kind of wanted to pay a little homage to Glenn, which. We should probably explain why we played that song exactly. Um, yes, in homage to Glenn. Not that I don't think it was like a favorite song or anything of his, but uh, yeah, during the service we, we were at that we talked about in the first segment, uh, right during one of the more somber moments when the preacher was up front, uh, you know, kind of giving the eulogy, uh, during a quiet uh, moment in that, uh, one of the quietest moments of the entire service, uh, out rips uh, pop, pop, ringtone loudness, Fucking uh, Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Wanted Dead or Alive. Right? And just like, it, of all, we know Glenn's dead. God, uh, why rub it in, Bon Jovi? Of all the songs. And that, it was our buddy. It was one of our buddies. Of course, as soon as it happened, I was like, it's got to be this one certain guy. And I turned my head around. Sure as shit, it was our his, buddy. Uh, his phone went off in the middle of it. He forgot yep. to silence it. Forgot to hit the silent button. Just, we told him, turn it on silent. I don't have a silent button. Yeah. It's right here. And we showed him with the graph <laughs> on, the, on the wall. It, it's a, It's I mean, it wouldn't have been Glenn's service if something like that hadn't happened. Right. It was uh, a beautiful moment of levity in the middle there. And a lot of people I afterwards when we were all laughing about it, uh, you know, were like, I feel like that was uh, Glenn just like trying to break it up. Like be like, ha ha, motherfuckers. Yeah. I made you made you look. Right. There's right? A, gotcha. A mil- Got- we should have saw where the call was coming from. <laughs> <gasps> we never checked that we Calls didn't know from heaven right it's it says unknown or no location <laughs> or like too far away <laughs> los angeles i don't you see uh, you, i don't know we, we should look into that because <laughs> it was just way no he just silenced it and didn't even look at where it was coming it was from. way too coincidental that it was one the dead or alive. Was coming from inside the house <laughs> uh should we uh get into the what's up doc we can get into what's up doc all right comes with his very own intro should we play that intro? Mm-hmm. Play that intro. Can we rock? What's up, Doc? 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 Hey. What's up, Doc? Hey. What's up, Doc? This is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. Hey. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? We really mean it. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? My not-quite-weekly documentary review segment. 
where I like to bring you a review of one of my recently viewed documentaries while trying not to spoil it at the same time. Yeah, I never want it ruined. And, uh, Let's see if I can do it. Which one? I got through the intro, so that's step one. Yeah, because <laughs> well, in our titles, <laughs> our titles ten was about serial killers, and I yes. think you had something to relate to that. Yes, so we were hanging out one day last week, and um, I was looking at some documentaries on my TV, and I was like, uh, "John, what's a what's a topic for titles ten? And he comes up with uh, serial killers, and there, right on the screen, was uh, some documentaries on serial killers, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we can give him that topic," and I will. I will. This looks interesting. It was a documentary on. Specifically, Eileen Warnos, uh, the uh, character from the movie Monster that most people would know her from, played uh, by Charlize Theron. I was going to say, uh, that's one of I the most beautiful women ever, playing one of the least beautiful women ever. <laughs> just, I mean, I'm not being judgy. That's just going on what Tuttle says. Bold and beautiful and beaten and battered. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, the one I watched was specifically titled, let me give it to you Eileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer. Okay. And it's actually a follow-up uh, by a man a, a man from a lo- old London town, a uh, British oh. guy. Named, oh, good chap. <laughs> yeah, good chap from London town named uh, Nick Broomfield. And it was, it was a follow-up documentary uh, to his first one that he had. The, so the one I watched, Life and Death of a Serial Killer, the follow-up was from 2003. So it's a bit old, but it's because that is the year... Or 2002 was the year she was put to death. So that's why he decided to do a follow-up. And it was like fresh he on the mind. He knew it was coming down. Yes, the, the execution date was coming down. So he wanted to follow up and see why. He, and she had recanted her story from his original documentary he did in 1993, which was just uh, the year after she was uh, you know, convicted and um, put away for life. So, okay. Oh, okay. So one was right after her death, and then one was right The first one right was right after had... her conviction. Yeah. The second one was right after her execution date was set, and she was going to be gotcha gotcha and she had changed in that 10 years she had changed her story first saying that it was self-defense on all seven counts of murder that she was charged with i think she actually only came down with six but she had seven victims and she claimed that every one of them was self-defense uh tuttle definitely mentioned in his segment that she was a prostitute uh she definitely she actually started her life of prostitution at nine years old trading sexual favors for cigarettes in her neighborhood in michigan she's not from florida um, to start and young she shortly thereafter became pregnant at 13 uh, yeah and it goes into and I learned all this through through this documentary this is stuff you don't see in, in monster it's you know it's not Hollywoodized it's just factual that's why I like documentaries so, but, so not so, like she never once in the you know in her life seemed to have any normalcy it oh, was absolutely just like, not her mother gave her to her grandparents uh, as soon as she was born and never had anything to do with her or her two siblings. It's just craziness from the get-go. Her grandparents raised her um, and uh, did not do a very good job at that. Uh, she claims uh, that uh, they did fine until her grandmother passed. And at that point, her grandfather became very off the hinge, so to speak. And when she became pregnant at 13 from her neighborhood sexual favors that she was doing, uh, her grandfather, right after she had the baby that she gave up for adoption, obviously, because she was 13 years old, her grandfather kicked her out of the house, and this was in Michigan, and she lived in the woods at the end of her street for uh, at least a few seasons because she recalls living in the snow, sleeping on the, in the snow in the winter in Michigan, far north Michigan. And uh, I mean, so at 16, decided she had to get out of that cold. So this was for three years she lived in Michigan through three winters in Michigan and decided she was going to escape to Florida to like start a new life. Yeah, because this says she died when she was 46. Yeah. So how old would she have been 
Uh, At 16, uh, she moved to Florida in 1972. Oh, so she was like probably in her 30s when she started killing When the people? killings, yeah. The killings happened in 1989, 1990. Yeah, yeah. So she's in her so 30s So she had been like kind of just living a very transient life around the Volusia County, Brevard County area of Florida. Uh, she liked Daytona Beach area. She's a girl like, version of Florida man. Yeah, yeah, Florida. Yeah. If you look at her, she might be Florida man. But... Uh, <laughs> But or swamp babe, uh, but <laughs> but uh, I just allegedly Tuttle told me that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I find this, uh, you know, her, and and obviously I knew the story of her killings and stuff from the movie Monster, which was a really good movie. Uh, not just you know that was the makeup job for Charlize in that great. The roles by her and Christina Ricci, uh, Charlize Theron and Christina Ricci in that movie were really good. Uh, so that's what put me onto the Eileen Warnos thing, and this just gave me a lot more background. And it delves into. Are you reading up on it, John? She was executed on my birthday. Really, in October what, like twenty? October ninth. Ninth. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it 2002 Ooh, yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there blowing out candles or having my friends over well, and it's you know it's a I like the here's the uh, aspects I liked of it you know being local in that you know Volusia County I moved to Volusia County in 07 so it was well after her execution and her crimes and all that but uh, I'm familiar with a lot of the areas uh, depicted in you know this documentary as well as the movie monster uh, the bar where uh, she hung out a lot and uh, picked up several of her victims is right there between almost to where Tuttle is on the very south portion of Volusia County. Oh, see, that's a, like that's a scary thought sometimes. It's a hole in the right. wall. I would say we let's go there, John, and like take some photos and have a beer and stuff. But I don't even think we'd be welcome walking in the door. It's hardcore biker bar. Oh, hardcore biker bar. Eh, yeah, it's definitely not my crowd exactly. I, I don't know. I so I like that local aspect of it, and I like that uh, it goes delves into some political aspects of her execution. And uh, why she changed her story, and the, why she kind of uh, f- wanted to force the hand to get to execute herself, and how she changed her story there at the end. It even delves into at that time in uh, 2002 was a political season for none other than Jeb Bush. Oh yeah, please clap. And um, <laughs> so, uh, and uh, so he kind of expedited her execution, and a lot of people, including this documentarian. Uh, you know, report to this day that she was not of sound mind to have been uh, executed at that time. No, Jeb Bush rushed. Her. He said he was going to have her looked at by three psychologists, psychiatrists to pr- pr- to prove that she was able to be executed, like the, the following week or whatever. And he's had her saw. He had her seen by one uh, one doctor for fifteen minutes, who came out immediately and said, "Yeah, she's ready to." She's good to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they might have found out, you know, maybe if they hadn't rushed it, that since she was a child, she's been dealing with things that might be affecting her brain. Oh, absolutely. She was very affected by things her entire life. There's got to be a chemical imbalance there when you've been going through some of that shit. She was definitely a broken person, and she definitely lost, if she had any any level of sanity uh, prior to, at the end of her life there, right before she she was executed... Uh, you know, the reason the documentarian felt the way that he did was because he did some interviews with her. She, instead of giving like, uh, the, the news or local authorities a permission to come in and have her final interview done, she would only give permission for this guy, Nick Broomfield, to come in and do her final interview. Are those the videos? So her final interview video is done by this man. If you've seen her final, final interviews the day before her execution, it was Nick Broomfield's footage from his documentary. Oh, wow. Okay, that's and interesting. she was off the chain almost like crazy. And then her final words were about sailing away with a rock 
and that she was going to come back like, and I found this very funny for anybody that knows our history with Rocky and Rocky's, uh, Rocky's hatred for the movie Independence Day because she literally, her final words, if you can see this on your Wikipedia, I don't know, John, but her final words were about coming back in the mothership like in Independence Day. And she said Independence Day several times, alluding to the film <laughs> Independence Day wow. with Will Smith and coming back in the big black mothership and that, quote, she would be back. What the hell? And she was uh, cremated with her Bible in a specific outfit she wanted to be buried in, biker wear. Uh, it was actually a Harley Davidson t-shirt with wings. No, because she, and, she uh, didn't regret any of, any of her crimes, right? She did. No, she, she did, did, she did regret it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she became Christian, but quote unquote, not crazy Christian. Was oh, I, for some reason, I'm not I, one of those crazy Christians. And then clearly at the end she wasn't because she said she was going to sail away with a rock and then come back in a mothership. Yeah. So she certainly uh-huh. wasn't like 100% down with going to... Uh, to heaven. I, I thought she was like saying something about she would do it again because I mean, kind of. I think it might have been in the self defense claim, but she. I but she was asked like if she would do it again, and I thought she said she would. She would have. Well, in that, that was when she was claiming self defense. But there at the end, she recanted oh, on well, that self defense yeah. and said, "I did it out of cold." Right, blood. and we and we've said but that, that she was changed so her she mind. could expedite. That turns out they think it's so that she could expedite her execution because she was losing her mental sanity. Which you see throughout this documentary, it's it's crazy to see her go crazy. Yeah, it's sad. Those, it is sad. Those uh, serial killer documentaries are wild to me. I mean, I mean, like because you find out about some of these people that I mean, it's not that anybody puts them up on a pedestal, but people do need to know how these people are so that maybe you can look out for one Absolutely. or the other. Like with Tuttle's crazy gross segment, you know that he played. It's reality. You know what I mean? It's harsh, but it's a reality. Oh, that so was... you, it's it's almost educational to hear that stuff. I had never heard it. It's uh it's a despicable thing to listen to, but it is real and you know, these are it's not to put them on a pedestal, but it's to learn from them, right? Yeah, exactly. And people need to know that they do exist. I mean, it's not like a like a cartoon villain where they have superpowers, but I mean, there are some evil evil people out there. Yep. Um only but... serial I kill is French Toast Crunch. <laughs> oh, all the Kellogg's, baby. <laughs> no, no. Killing Kellogg's. <laughs> I'm the killer of General Mills. I am the serial killer. Oh, General Mills is from Michigan. Oh. Tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> and that wraps up my what's up back yeah. for this week. Um, let's get into the uh, the Digi Hears and our super long intro for it and get into some of the news. Ain't nobody got a time for that. stories for up in your ears oh yeah <laughs> um you're you're gonna start us off i'll kick it off did you hear disney world splash mountain boat sinks and viral twitter video guest claims they were told to remain inside walt disney world here in florida uh, yeah right here in old florida that's disney world the one in california's disney 
Land. Land. Yeah, I get them confused. But Disney World. Yes, right here in O-Town, Orlando, Florida. Yeah, and I know there's a couple like internationally, but... But I like how it says uh, guest claims they were told to remain inside. There's a very clear Twitter video um, by someone named Sky who was uh, on the ride. Uh, with the, Her quote on Twitter here is, uh, so we got out of our boat because it was sinking while we were stuck there, and the Disney World employee decided to tell us that we should have stayed in the boat, but it went under as soon as we all stepped out. Dot, dot, dot. Why would you stay? Nice. Hashtag Disney World, hashtag Splash Mountain, hashtag Magic Kingdom, hashtag Disney. Not okay? Four question marks? But anyway, that's her annoying tweet. But in the video with the tweet that John and I both watched and listened to that we're going to share in the uh, in the Facebook group page this week so you guys can see it for yourself. Yeah, facebook.com slash funny to informing. Good call, John. Uh, she, they, they all get out of the boat. It's The little short video clip is they're all standing right on, like I guess, some raised platform beside the water thing this thing goes through. And they're all standing off to the side, and you can hear the employee yelling from somewhere, get back in the boat. And she, like, pans over to the boat, and she goes, do you see the boat? <laughs> and the boat is, the seats are completely underwater. If they were in them, it would have been water up to their waist. Well, oh, yeah, and let's be realistic. They weren't going to, like, drown or anything or, you no, know, No, but go you're also under. just not going to sit in water at waist deep. You That's know what, what I'm saying. Mean? Like, like, get back in the boat. No, bitch, we're out and we're dry. I'm not getting back in it. What's going to happen anyway is because it's sunk, there's no way, they have to get it back on the tracks and shit somehow. So they're going to tell you eventually to get out. Yeah. You might as well just get out. Right. Like, why waste time right. sitting in there longer? I guess, yeah. The woman, the Disney employee, you know, says, oh, for, I know it's a safety measure or something, but it's like, no, we're not getting back in the water. Get us out of here on dry land. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to get... I'm so done with this racist ride. Can you just shut it down? <laughs> it's fucking cancel culture for rides. Yeah, a safety hazard, my ass. Right? I'm going to get out of this boat and jump into the briar patch yeah, and kill myself <laughs> because the ride the is racist over. Racist rabbit briar patch. No, well, it, we have a new theme for, for this ride, guys. Let's get rid of the racist briar patch and bring in the Titanic. <laughs> Back to you in the studio, that's, John. That's the scariest thing to me is when amusement park oh, rides man. break down. That, that's a huge fear of mine. Have you never been stuck on any any rides few, ever? Oh, a few times. Like a roller coaster or anything it's, in a th precarious position? Thankfully, it's been... No, thankfully, it's usually yeah, yeah. Slow, -mo, like slow motion rides that'll okay. just... And you sit there and wait for twenty minutes, like while they get it back working. That's that is the worst. It's it, mad uncomfortable. Those are God just, forbid you have to pee or shit. The worst ever. Yeah, but I've heard stories of yeah, like roller coasters where getting you're stuck, stuck upside on down. It. Oh my god, in a loop. I've what, seen that at the Ninja in Atlanta. Six I'm, Flags. I'm a small man. I will fly out of the chair. No, you're harnessed in real well, but it's like you're upside down, dude. All the blood's going to your head for as long as it takes for them to fucking do whatever they have to do Ugh. to make that shit get down to the bottom of the loop. I've almost flown flown no, out of my uh. chair and hurt myself um, on one of those fair rides where like it's swings back and forth what? like a boat that swings that's not even fair and, but and like i was at the very end <laughs> i was going. at the very top of the boat like on the end and oh, when, the boat thing and, and no, it, dude i love that and ride. i was like 11 years old 10 years old so when it would swing up yeah i'm like it's only a and lap it got bar stuck it's only a lap. no it didn't get stuck okay but okay every time it went but up, i know what you're talking about that lap bar thing and it does almost invert you i'm if you're on the edge you're almost inverted i yeah. start falling forward have you dude. ever been on one of those that goes full circle uh, no, no, no. There's no. one in uh, at Six Flags Atlanta that uh, that is a space shuttle, and it does a full fucking loop both directions. I rode that shit. Oh, it's amazing. That's that, one of my favorite rides in the world. The one and only time I've ever did one of those rides. I rode it once, almost felt like well, I see, was going to die, and then never, never again. Those boat rides will never get stuck like that because it's all weight. So, like, it gets kicked up to make it swing up, but then it just free falls down. Yeah. So it'll never get stuck up. You know what I mean? 
Like, yeah, but like, it, that's like the plus and like those chains were on the swings where it's like a circle that swings you around. That is that is, that scares me. It, one of those snaps, snaps man. boom. Yeah, the one me and so me and uh, Ken from one K away about a year or so ago before he moved away. One uh, K well away. He's all actually the way to one Asheville of our, now. He's actually one of our buddies in the Carolinas that would probably we have to probably call and check on him. We with definitely the, with the tropical storm and about everything. to have another baby. But uh, me, him, and I rode the ones over I drive, and that was very scary. At one point, where you know after I got my nerve down and could like open my eyes and stop screaming like a bitch ken goes uh, <laughs> oh man he goes if this chain snapped right now we'd probably end up way over there on that resort and i was like you son of a bitch i just got my balls back and you made him crawl back <laughs> up in me <laughs> okay uh did you hear that um bob and doug are back home they bob and doug in the morning <laughs> bob and doug <laughs> coming at you morning zoo astronauts yeah relocating from space <laughs> They um yeah they all up in your ozone. <laughs> the first NASA astronauts to have uh, a splashdown um in forty five years. Is, really? So oh, man, since what like the Apollo somethings or others? Eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth? Oh yeah, yeah. right. I lo- I lose track. I don't know. In and around there, all that stuff, right? Since <laughs> the Buzz Aldrin's, I don't fucking know. Uh, it wow. says it says um. Bankin and Hurley's return was the first splashdown for American astronauts since Thomas Stafford and Vance Brand. And Donald Deke Slayton, that's one of those nicknames. Donald Deke Slayton, three named, he, he murdered it in space. <laughs> uh, he landed in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Hawaii on July 24th, 1975. Oh, 75. Ooh. Yikes. And it was the Apollo Soyuz. It, it was Apollo. Oh, Soyuz. That's like a joint team up with uh, Russia, it sounds like. Russia has a Soyuz rocket. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that, a Russian space. And that thing. would make sense. Yeah, oh, I mean uh, Apollo Soyuz. It was a. Uh, it sounds like an Olympian for Bob and Doug. I, <laughs> I know uh, Bob and Doug. Uh, it was a nineteen-hour trip for them. I think they left from on, like, the moon. Is that where they were coming from? Uh, or the space station? I believe they yeah, went to the, the space, space station. Yeah. yeah, they didn't just like camp on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Circled Mars. <laughs> they report the moonlight was beautiful. <laughs> Firsthand, dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> Everybody's feeling floating like it's all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but a nineteen-hour trip, which. I mean, probably it doesn't even seem that long. For some reason, I would think it would take like right? two days. It's like a flight to fucking China or right? some shit. You know? <laughs> I know, like, Jesus. I, I would think it would have taken China, like, the moon, whatevs. It's like forty hours. I would have assumed, and no, no, nineteen hours, less than a day. Yep. They come back and uh, splash into the ocean, splash down. That's With, a scary ass landing. You want to talk about amusement rides? That one will make me oh, sick. Yeah, no shit, right? Splash. I was like, oh, you've been on the spaceship that goes upside down. These guys were <laughs> literally on a spaceship that went upside down to fucking space and back. Darted into the ocean. Good job. They're fucking heroes. Ugh. Oh, Bob and Tom. What are their names? Got Bob and Doug. <laughs> Bob and Doug. In the morning. <laughs> Bob and Tom. That was a terrible uh, show out of the Midwest. <laughs> Glad it was a uh, successful trip for them, though. Fucking heroes, man. American heroes. Yeah. Uh, back to you. Back to me in the studio. The same studio you're in. Gotcha. All right. So this is this has been a story going around for a minute, and there's been a you know some some uh, new revelations coming out about it. Did you hear about these mystery China seeds? Have you heard anything about this? No. No? Okay. So I heard about this a few days ago, but it's just, it's remained in the news cycle. Normally things like this would fall off, but uh, this is a weird one. Oh, and then my story dies. But uh, yeah, so these seeds apparently are being sent uh, to just, they've now been sent from China to at least to one, at least one to every 50 states in America. So every state wait, in America, wait, wait, has, what, what? Every state in America has received one of these packages of mis- mystery seeds from China. One, 
one at per least state? one in every state, uh, some multiple. So, but it, a, so every state has now had had an, an occurrence of this. Is there a picture of the the seeds? Uh, there's a few pictures. Um, there, yeah, it's just like a little bitty pouch of seeds. This is the one I'll share in the group, and it's even got like the uh, address label on it and stuff. It's a little hard to read, but uh, see the little plastic baggie of seeds there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, again, it's been happening for about a week here. Um, so they now the Department of Agriculture has said, you know, that uh, they have the, the specific disposal that they want you to do of them. Do not plant them. Um, don't and, flush them either. Yeah, don't flush them. I don't think that's a good idea because you're putting them in water. I was they could say, possibly grow in the sewer or whatever. They're going to grow in your lake or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so the U.S. Department of Agriculture has identified some of the plant species in bags of unsolicited seeds arriving in U.S. mailboxes across the United States. Uh, they have warned the shipments of mystery seeds, which appear to have originated in China, could be invasive plant species. So far, however, the species appear to be innocuous. At least 14 of the species were identified as of July 29th. Uh, they okay. include mustard, cabbage, morning glory, as well as herbs like mint, sage, rosemary, and lavender. Hibiscus and roses were also found. So it's 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 pretty much unknown. Well, like it sounds how... innocuous there, but also some are saying that uh, there have been some of the seeds are like. Been look like they've been sprayed with something purple, like they're coated with something. So he says that could be possibly uh, whoever the, the quote there was from says that, uh, and that seeds from other parts of the world could damage our crops. And uh, you know, it goes on to talk yeah. about invasive species infestation. I wouldn't even touch them with my bare hands. Well, it said that's what it says. I've had people describe to me that the seeds are coated with something purple. I haven't had it in my hands yet, but it sounds an awful lot like a seed treatment. She said. So, I mean, hopefully this is something that gets looked into. Because that's a little weird. Like, so I would want that to get creepy. checked up on. And yeah, I forget um, where it says, I, you know, on the I'm going to post the photo in the group. You can read the uh, return address there. But it's got definitely Chinese characters. And from China Post, it says, with an address there on it. Huh. And a return address. Yeah, and it depends. Like, if Very they can, odd. If the address is the same on a few of them, maybe yeah, that right? But I don't know. It if doesn't that, go into that. Yeah. And, you know, if they're from different, uh, you know, origins or not. Well, and it might, it might not even help because it might just be a post office in China where it's like, look, we have millions of people come into this post office per week, you know, and right. we, we don't know who's shipping out what to where and Absolutely. when. That, yeah, right. We, it, it's like, it literally says on the package, untracked. Yeah. So there's no tracking of it. You oh, know, it's just a shipment. That's like one of the hardest things. Like, if, if in terms of getting a hold of somebody, that's one of the hardest things or that's the easiest method for somebody who wants to get away with something like that would approach it that's how you, that's exactly how you would do uh, it yeah the old untraceable route yep and then pick like the one of the busiest post offices you can yep send yep. stuff out that i mean it's not doesn't look conspicuous when it's just no. a little seed it looks innocuous it sounds innocuous but the department of Ag- agriculture says to call your local authorities and do not plant them if you receive one of these packages definitely not back to you in our studio john <laughs> here i am on the other side of the studio <laughs> did you hear that uh, this is the last one I have. Um, uh, that Wilfred Brimley, the the advocate for diabetes, diabetes. Uh, he was also in Cocoon, and um, I think he was the pitch man for Quaker Oats too. Absolutely, for, yeah. Uh, Heart healthy against your diabetes. Yeah, uh, Wilfred Brimley. He passed away at eighty five this past week. Um, now I must ask you a question. Oh, yeah. His how, must- did, how did he pass? Dude, was it diabetes? His, his mustache was bad. Right? Was it diabetes uh, or choking on his own mustache hairs? <laughs> it says he was, um, like, he's been on dialysis for a little while. Um, and then it he says. Was, yeah, 85, right? Older guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, some of it can be natural causes or, you know, just what happens to the human body after. Was, here's what's crazy. You mentioned Cocoon. You yeah. Know the movie was like 30 plus years ago. That's, that he is... played an old man <laughs> 30 then, plus years ago. Right? Wow. That mustache really adds 
three decades. Yeah. <laughs> Some people age really, really well. Right? And uh, yeah, and he seemed like one of those guys and, you know, constant battle with diabetes. But they, he said, they said he started suffering medical issues. I mean, that's such a blanket statement, but that's just how they... It sounds kind of like uh, par for the course for an 85-year-old man, too, yeah, it with diabetes. It doesn't seem like it was like COVID-19 or coronavirus no, related. Oh yeah. And if so, they're definitely sweeping that under the rug. Well, because some people were like kind of saying that, like, do you notice that like every celebrity that's passing away right now is passing away from COVID-19? Like Herman Cain uh, a few oh, yeah. da- a little while ago. And so, but he's 70 something years old, but it was all, it was because of COVID, you know? And I'm well, like, you're well, you're going to have that. People yeah. are going to die from COVID and that'll include celebrities, especially older ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that we just, I mean, it's, it seems like it's been dialing down a little bit, but I'm knock on wood because yeah, the know? COVID numbers or the celebrity deaths, the, the little the, both maybe the COVID numbers. COVID numbers are getting way better here in Florida. Yeah, which, whew, man, as as uh, as sad as I've been to report on from Florida a lot of times, uh, it's getting a little better the last week or so for us. So yeah. knock on more wood. Um, but we're we're gonna miss Wilford Brimley sitting next to a fire. Telling us about the harmful ways of diabetes uh, and how diabetes we Diabetes and Quaker Oats will help your healthy cholesterol. I just love the way he talked. Right. <laughs> Wilfred Brimley, my mustache makes a brim on my lip. <laughs> he just <laughs> Cookie duster. Like, he could say anything and I would have taken it for real. Like, Buddy, it just was, seems he, so wise. He def- yes, he brought a, uh, he brings a, like a level of grandfatherliness to him everywhere he goes. Let me tell you something, it's boy. Like if he wraps you in a cocoon of old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back to you. Or- Back to me. Well, I didn't really have another one, but uh, I just picked up my phone. Breaking news. Did you hear? Trump insiders reporting China seeds may be actually a scam perpetrated by China against Trump's intelligence. Selling him on the idea of the seeds as, quote, Great Wall of China seeds. Trump is reportedly quoted as saying, It worked for them. They have that big wall. It's a great wall. Possibly the best wall. <laughs> yeah, he, can, he can imitate that. He we'll can. follow up with that as more news comes along, guys. Yeah, get working, buddy. Um, okay, so that is just about does it for us. Don't I'm, plant those seeds. They won't grow a wall. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. You can laugh with us or at us. It doesn't matter. This has been episode 148 of Funny to Inform Me. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza, Peisenberg, Coleman, and Coleman. Tip your Brimley lovers.
diamond market The scarlet welcome carpet That they just rolled out for me And I've walked these streets In the madhouse The silent they can be Where a wild and misfit prophet And a traffic island stopped And he raved of saving me In the 